Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Friday, December the 25th, and this is your morning briefing. Kicking off today's episode with the main news in Lebanon. First, with coronavirus cases on the rise during the holidays, the health ministry has launched a PCR campaign in various areas during the holiday season and reiterated the importance of abiding by prevention measures in anticipation of an increase in the dangerous number of daily cases. Now, this comes as Lebanon registered 20 new coronavirus-related deaths and 2,708 cases on Thursday as the health ministry renewed calls to abide by prevention measures on Christmas Eve. And while the rise in coronavirus cases is indeed worrying, people in Lebanon had even more to be frightened of last night as the sounds of Israeli jets headed towards Syria terrorized the Lebanese nation on Christmas Eve. Minutes after the sounds were heard, Syria's official news agency reported explosions in the central Syrian town of Masyaf. Other Syrian media said that Syrian air defenses responded to an Israeli attack near the town in the Hama province. Now, the Syrian Ministry of Defense issued a statement saying that Israel had, quote, launched an aggression by directing a barrage of rockets from the north of the Lebanese city of Tripoli towards the Masyaf area. It said Syrian air defense, quote, confronted the enemy missiles and intercepted most of them. While politicians are deliberating on the stalled cabinet formation, Maronite Patriarch Cardinal Marabshara Butros Rahi regretted in his Christmas message to the Lebanese the, quote, promises that were made to us and not kept, which brought us back to square one. Addressing the politicians, Rahi said, quote, lift off the government blockade exacerbated by external conflicts. We wish the concerned parties would be frank with the people as to the formation of the government. It is the citizens' right to know. He added, as most other politicians have, that, quote, we want a specialized government immune to politicization, one that will return Lebanon to the nation's system, not a government which some control the joints of the state. And in the same vein, Pope Francis on Christmas Eve called on Lebanon's political leaders to pursue the public interest and called on the international community to help the crisis-stricken country recover. The Pope in his Christmas message called on Lebanese leaders to put the public interest at the forefront in their capacity as officials and representatives of the people, stressing that their time in their posts was not for personal interests. He also announced that he intended on visiting Lebanon at the earliest opportunity and appealed to the international community to, quote, help Lebanon recover and get out of its acute crisis. As the holidays continue, it wouldn't be surprising to see cases rise even more, especially as curfew has been relaxed, allowing people to stay out and mingle for longer. And as for the cabinet formation, there does not seem to be an end in sight for the deadlock, despite the many promises made by politicians. And as such, political disputes are not likely to end anytime soon, regardless of international interventions and statements. 
Moving on to regional developments and the second segment of this episode, U.S. President Donald Trump's issuance of pardons for security guards convicted of killing at least 14 Iraqi civilians in a 2007 Baghdad massacre has caused international uproar, including in Iraq where people expressed outrage and sadness. Trump issued pardons for the four Blackwater security contractors who were convicted of murder and manslaughter six years ago. Now, the pardons came at a delicate moment for the Iraqi leadership, which is trying to balance growing calls by some Iraqi factions for a complete U.S. troop withdrawal from Iraq with what they see as the need for a more gradual drawdown. And with more on U.S.-Middle East relations, Iran's foreign minister on Thursday dismissed U.S. President Donald Trump's allegations that Tehran was behind the recent rocket attack on the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. Trump said on Wednesday the rockets that landed in Baghdad's heavily fortified green zone on Sunday were targeting the U.S. embassy and were from Iran. In another tweet, Zarif said, quote, Last time, the U.S. ruined our region over weapons of mass destruction fabrications, wasting $7 trillion and causing 58,976 American casualties, a reference to the 2003 U.S.-led invasion of Iraq. Trump will bear full responsibility for any adventurism on his way out, Zedif tweeted. News from the Gulf have not let up as Qatar has reported airspace violations by four Bahraini fighter jets to the United Nations Security Council and the Secretary General of the United Nations. In a letter addressed to Security Council members and to the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, Qatar's ambassador to the UN said Bahraini military aircraft violated Qatar's airspace by flying over the country's territorial waters on December the 9th, 2020, state-run Qatar news agency reported. The letter expressed Qatar's strong condemnation of these actions, which is perceived as a violation of its sovereignty and regional security, adding that these violations were blatantly inconsistent with Bahrain's obligations under international law. As Trump's presidency is nearing its end, it would not be surprising to see further escalations with last-measure foreign policy moves meant to complicate the upcoming Biden presidency, as can be seen with the recent Blackwater pardons. And this runs in parallel with the rise in tensions between the U.S. and Iran as retaliations between the two, whether through words or concrete actions, are not likely to de-escalate. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. As always, thank you so much for your time and don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.